Today, being uh, Gaudete Sunday, we come with this kind of expectation of, okay, how are we supposed to rejoice while we're in this time of Advent? The church constantly has these different seasons throughout the liturgical season, throughout the liturgical year. Some of them, Christmas, Easter, are supposed to be times where we're just celebrating and excited. Some of them, ordinary, one of them, ordinary time is the longest, and while we think of ordinary as just kind of plain and boring, really what we mean is ordained time, where we reflect on the life and the mystery of who Christ was. Then we've got these two purple ones, Advent and Lent. Both of them times of preparation, both of them times of looking forward, both of them times of penance and of prayer. But in both of them, we take a little moment out and we rejoice or we celebrate. Today is Rejoice Sunday, is Gaudete Sunday, the Sunday where we're supposed to come and rejoice at the hope that will be fulfilled in a couple of weeks. That the Messiah is coming as he came so many years ago into our lives again anew. Now, during this time, obviously, there's joy all over the place. Our culture loves the word joy at Christmas time. And as we're preparing for Christmas and as shopping's going on and Santa's out and all these things, there's this constant reminder that this is supposed to be a joyful time of year. We're supposed to look forward to Christmas with that childlike anticipation and be excited and joyful. Now, I've come to realize in the last like five years that the joy of this time of year shifts when you go from a kid to an adult. I remember being a kid and like joy of Christmas was experienced on Christmas morning. I'm sprinting out to get my presents, passing up mom and dad, not giving them a hug or anything, like just ripping into this stuff, right? Paper flying all over the place, maybe like a broken nail, like my sister's hair, whatever it had to happen, like I was getting to my presence, ripping into it, and we were going to play all day until we had to go to grandma's house and do all these things, right? But I was all about the joy of the present and of the moment. Now, I've realized over the last few years, kind of sadly and stubbornly, that like the joy of Christmas as a child changes to the joy of Christmas as an adult, where it's no more about receiving, but it's about giving and giving well, or watching the little ones receive. I remember we got a taste of that as a kid um, when I was at St. Mary's. I remember we had the Christmas bazaar. And in a Christmas bazaar every year was a chance for us to go with mom and dad's money and buy like little cheap gifts for mom and dad. But it was always, it was great to watch what kids did and what they bought for their family. Um, whether that's like a, a four-leaf clover keychain that I know dad's going to like or grandpa's going to like, right? Uh, I remember one year I bought a thing of funnels for my grandpa because... I just remember like seeing his gas can had a funnel and I was like, he needs a new one. But there was always this expectation like, like we got a taste of it as a kid of what it means to give joyfully. 
and what it means for our gift to be received joyfully. And then as we grow up, that becomes what Christmas is about. That becomes what the joy of this season is about. That becomes the joy of what today is about. It's not about receiving, but it's about doing. The joy of today is not about just receiving from the Lord or preparing to receive from the Lord. The readings today have a theme of the joy being acting. It's being action. How do we live joyfully in our life? How do we go out of ourselves in during our life, during our regular day-to-day, and do it joyfully? Today in our gospel, we hear three times, what are we supposed to do? What do you want us to do? Three times the question is proposed to John. What is it that you want us to do? And all three times he speaks directly to their situation. To the tax collectors, stop exhorting. To to stop the extortion. To To the soldiers, stop plundering. Stop taking advantage of people. So many times in our life, I think, when we think of what we're supposed to do as a Christian, we can think of a negative instead of a positive. Like, being a Christian is more than just a bunch of thou shalt nots. Amen? Like, being a Christian is more than just following the Ten Commandments and not doing a lot of things. Being a Christian is a lot more than just not committing adultery, not killing someone, not stealing, not coveting something in our life. Being Christian is a positive existence. It's more than just a negative. And because it's a positive existence, it means more than just a negative. What do I mean? If you think about... A couple of years ago, um, Clemson, the Clemson Tigers played Alabama in the national championship and beat them. Now, I, I know everyone here, we celebrated watching Alabama lose a game, especially if it's going to be the national championship. Uh, and if you didn't, I'll hear your confession after mass. But the Clemson Tigers beating Alabama was like one of the most exciting days of my year. Because the team I didn't like lost. Fast forward a month, and the score is 28 to 3. Atlanta is beating the Patriots in the Super Bowl. And I think the entire city of New Orleans decided that they were going to get on their knees and pray to not watch Atlanta win win the Super Bowl. And it worked. And they blew a 25 point lead and lost the Super Bowl. And again, I celebrated as if my team had won. The Saints were seven and nine, but I celebrated as if my team had won because my enemy lost. Now, there's a, the, the thing is, though, as happy as I was to watch Alabama and as happy as I was to watch the Falcons lose in the championship, that happiness was fleeting. 
because it was a negative. I watched someone else lose. So it was a fleeting happiness. It was little. It was passing. And a couple of weeks later, fine, it's over, and LSU baseball started. (laughs) But the life of a Christian is not just a negative existence. It's not just a bunch of thou shalt nots. Compare when the Falcons lost the Super Bowl to when the Saints won it. It's a completely different experience. Three days after the Falcons lost, no one cared. Three years after the Saints won, we were still celebrating. Because a positive existence, what we stand for, is bigger than what we stand against. Let me repeat that. What we stand for as a Christian, what we rejoice in as a Christian, is bigger than what we stand against. So during this Advent season, as we take this moment to sit and reflect on what it means to truly rejoice, we're not brought to just a list of rules. We're not brought just to this lofty, kind of out there, abstract idea of what a Christian's supposed to be. Instead, we're drawn to a person. Pope Benedict once said, being Christian is not the result of some lofty idea or some ethical choice. But being Christian is an encounter with a person. Face to face, coming face to face with a person. Spoiler alert, that person is Jesus Christ and he's coming in two weeks. If we're going to live as truly rejoicing in that joy of this season, in that joy that God has, God has asked us to live with, we need to first encounter that person in our life. Today, we're drawn into this liturgy, into this Mass, to meet that person again. This season, we're drawn into this season to prepare to meet that person anew, again. So as we come to Mass today, let's not, seek it, let's not think of it as just a list of rules, a list of thou shalt nots, a list of things that we're supposed to do if we're going to be Christian, but let's look at today's Mass as an encounter with a person. That we're coming into communion, into relationship with God who decided to step down from where he was and meet us. Because he loves us. If we think of it as God coming down to meet you today, that changes our life. Much more than a list of rules. So today, as we come to this Mass, as we come to communion, and we meet Jesus right here at the foot of the altar, face to face, and receive Him into our lives anew, let this encounter with a person give our life a new direction. Let this encounter with a person be much more than a negative existence as a Christian. Let this encounter with a person give us the true joy of the Gospel that we may spread it to those around us. And then we'll know what we're supposed to do.